podcast here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good.
Good afternoon and welcome. Happy Mardi Gras to each and every one of you. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. And yes, it is the Thursday before Mardi Gras. Are you hyped? Are you ready? I know the city's ready. Two years, no Mardi Gras. And of course, it's on the cusp now. All the big parades rolling down St. Charles Avenue tonight. And of course, tomorrow night. Uh, Saturday is Endymion, Sunday is Bacchus, Orpheus on Monday, and then Fat Tuesday coming up Mardi Gras Day on, on Tuesday. And, of course, uh, uh, the city is, is alive once again. And uh, it's really, really good to see. It really is good to see. Uh, again, you're listening to Inside New Orleans uh, on the iHeartRadio. Pardon me, on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. I'm still playing a little hurt here. But I'm pushing through. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it. I'm just hoping I'm going to be able to get out to the Mardi Gras celebration uh, to get through this thing. But uh, nevertheless, man, uh, looking forward to it, to a great, great weekend here in New Orleans. Nash FM 106.1 on, on the World Wide Web and also, again, ericasher.com. But remember, again, our streaming platforms uh, are, on, are on Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com. But on, anywhere you, are, again, are picking up the iHeartRadio app or the TuneIn Radio app, you can check out the show live anywhere you go. Um, at, Eric, at Eric underscore Asher Twitter on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And uh, let me tell you something right now. Uh, today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Show, Sports, um, I had Jordy Collado on the program for the first time. I can tell you right now, it won't be the last time. Uh, Jordy's been a big part of this show over the last uh, few years, uh, being a regular guest, especially on LSU stuff. Um, if you've ever had questions about NIL, and uh, about LSU, you you need to tune in tonight's program. Uh, if you didn't if you didn't see it at one o'clock tonight, six o'clock on LAE, ten o'clock on on the Deuce WLA TV two, uh, nine o'clock uh, tomorrow on Pelican Sports Television, ten o'clock on LAE, Saturday at two a.m. on the Deuce and five p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. As soon as WLE drops the show, I will have it on our social media platforms, and I'll also send it to Jordy. So if you're following Jordy, you catch it on there. But he was not a good guest. He was a spectacular guest. Well, the guest for today's program, Gary Smith, going to join us at about 4.15, talking um, collegiate uh, basketball and baseball, all, all the home teams. Uh, we'll touch on uh, Tulane football if we have, it, if we have it, an opportunity. Also, uh, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Uh, the, the LSU coaching staff is set. They've been meeting now with the media for the la- uh, uh, yesterday. And uh, so, again, uh, a little preview into what we can expect out of this coaching staff. Mike Scarborough will join us at 535 from com to tell us more. Uh, we'll have Glenn Gilbo at uh, five at uh, 515. We'll talk to him about uh, what's going on with LSU, but we'll talk Saints with him as well uh, and the Zion situation. And then uh, Jeff Duncan of uh, com and Fox 8 Sports will join us at 535, and uh, we'll have a chance to be able to discuss his article on Zion this morning. Plus, if we got some ch- a chance, we'll touch on the Saints. Now, we'll see this about Zion. And it's funny because uh, Jordy uh, Collada said this on, on the TV show this afternoon. All Zion has to do to defuse the situation here is jump on his IG account and, and, and let folks know what's going on. He did that today. And he was on, got on a fan chat where he said, look, that, and I don't have the exact quote here in front of me, but again, that all this talk about him leaving New Orleans, he's good, uh, and that he'd be, he'll be back soon. So um, uh, he says, I don't know why everyone thinks I'm leaving. Everyone knows, um, and it keeps popping off on me, but uh, – but the gist of it is, he is not, you know, again, he said he's not leaving New Orleans. So we'll, we'll talk about more about that as we go forward uh, on, on the program. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And look, let me tell you, a lot of New Orleanians, 
maybe they don't go to the quarter all the time. I mean, when we were growing up, we win the quarter all the time. I mean, all the time, right? I grew up in the quarter pretty, pretty much with my family having restaurants and, and lounges and bars down in the quarter. So I spent most of my young life in the quarter. But let me say this. A lot of folks are going to the quarter this weekend. This is the time for you to be able to try the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, Oceana Grill. Uh, also, again, Mambo's. Old New Orleans Cookery. If you're out on the Metairie Parade route, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open. All are open late. I saw a, a, a text the other, a post the other night on um, social media from somebody I went to, to grammar school with that's, that is back in town and says, it's 1 o'clock in the morning and I can't find anything to eat. And I had to send them to the, again, the Oceana family of restaurants because they're open until about 2 o'clock. Uh, but this first hour is brought to, first half hour is brought to you by Oceana Grill. It's on the 200 block of Bourbon Street. Uh, they got the two Bourbon Street balconies. Uh, they're going to be rolling this weekend. Uh, lunch and dinner. They're open seven days a week. They're open late. Uh, incredible cocktails. Been telling you about it forever. Uh, again, uh, Cajun Creole Cuisine in its finest. Go sit in that beautiful courtyard and enjoy the day. Take, maybe take a load off if you've been walking a lot. Again, maybe, again, you want to do a little people watching. Get in front of the uh, picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Uh, and grab yourself a meal. Grab yourself a cocktail. Hey, to find out more, nolacookery.com. Because it's always a great time over at, at, at Old New Orleans Cookery when it comes to going to Bourbon Street. Always a great time on Bourbon Street when you go to Old New Orleans Cookery. Now, look, family-friendly family from uh, date night the Mardi Gras time, perfect time to be able to go ahead and, and try the Oceana family of restaurants. Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. All right, uh, really good news about, about at least Zion, at least speaking, uh, even through, again, his, his uh, social media accounts uh, uh, in, in terms of that fan chat. It's something that you know, we've been waiting for. Now, look, Jeff Duncan had an article today in NOLA.com where he thinks that it's done. Uh, the, the, the Pels are done with, with Zion, and they're gonna be, there's, there's, a, there's going to be a divorce there. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that uh, as, we, as we get to the uh, back end of the show at, at 535. Uh, but uh, I'm really, uh, really excited about, about today's program on TV and, of course, today's program on, on, on radio because we got some really good, uh, some good insight from, from some guys that are plugged in. When you talk about Gary Smith, when it comes to local sports, you're talking about Mike Scarborough when it comes to the Tigers. Glenn Gilbo, again, the SEC, LSU, and also uh, the Saints. And Jeff Duncan, he covers everything New Orleans. So, uh, again, uh, uh, check us out. Don't forget, again, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Uh, so check us out uh, if you have to miss any of the program on the podcast today. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, uh, again, a weekly guest for us because he is just he's just damn good, okay? He knows Tulane Athletics like nobody else. Uh, and, again, he's, he's expanded his reach in terms of covering the UNO, also Loyola. So, again, when I need somebody to talk to somebody about, again, the local collegiate scene, Gary Smith's my guy. From the Wave Report, if you're, not a, if you're a Wave fan, if you're a true Tulane fan, and you want to know what's going on with Tulane, you want to know first, you've got to subscribe to the Wave Report. Uh, it is every Tulane uh, fan's dream because, again, all that information is right there in front of you. And Gary's going to tell you how you can do that in just a couple minutes. Gary, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Eric. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm dedicated because I'm taking my kid to the to parades tonight. The, the second I get off with you, we're we're, we're heading out because we're going to the beginning of the route near Napoleon. <laughs> beautiful. It's going to be yeah. a beautiful night too, man. It is going to be a beautiful night. It's so good again. Isn't it just great just to have Mardi Gras back, huh? Mm-hmm. It is. It's incredible. The last, I took my kid to Bacchus two years ago, and that's the last parade I've been to because I was working this past weekend. But uh, it is. It's a, it, it, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> it really is. I mean, just it kind of completes everything for us here in New Orleans, no doubt about it. Um, let's start with Tulane. Look, Houston's a tough, tough team. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, but and, but nevertheless, again, they you know they they played Houston last night at Delvin. Uh, talk a bit about the game, and uh, and then then we'll kind of get into again what's going to happen next in terms of the tournament, right. etc. Yeah, well, I really thought Tulane had a great chance going into that game to win because Houston had not been playing very well the, the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately for Tulane, <laughs> the, 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 the good Houston showed up. Houston is not always a good shooting team, and they basically shot the lights out at the start of the second half last night. They were going to win the rebounding battle. That's always going to be true when this Houston team plays Tulane, but I was not expecting Houston to be able to hit the amount of shots that they hit, and when they hit those shots, they're pretty much unbeatable. I mean, we're talking about they, they, they have a three-point shooter, Kyler Edwards, had been 9 for 48 on three-point shots in his last six games. So, predictably, he hits four of his first six <laughs> against Tulane. That's problematic. Um, Taze Moore is a guy that's been pressed into the starting lineup for Houston um, because of injuries. He's not a big offensive player. In fact, Ron Hunter's whole game plan was to make him take open shots. Problem was he hit those open shots, scored a career high 18 points. It, it, it was just too much for, for Tulane. Tulane played hard. The atmosphere was terrific. Didn't play well enough. And I'm not sure it would have been possible for Tulane to play well enough to beat that Houston team last night. Cause again, Houston does a lot of things well, but making a ton of shots is usually not one of those things that they do well. And that's what they did last night. So that, that just, that made it awfully tough. You mentioned something that really caught my eye, too, as I was watching the um, sports uh, reports last night. The crowd looked huge. Mm-hmm. For a Mardi Gras night in New Orleans, okay, uh, that you haven't had Mardi Gras in two years, those students looked like they came out and supported their team. It was outstanding. The, the, the listed crowd was 2,700, it, and, and I, I looked up. There have been bigger crowds than that, but there hasn't. But I don't I, – I, I, I question it in recent years. I, they, 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 I think they, they played Cincinnati and had a bigger crowd a few years ago. I think Cincinnati had a lot of people come down for that game. But uh, this was not um, – this, this was the most electric atmosphere that, that that place has had since I moved back to New Orleans in 2008, and it may be the most electric that place has been um, since the Perry Clark days because uh, it, it was loud. It was hopping. It was an incredible atmosphere. Um, that was one of the first thing Ron Hunter said after the game is he'd never been more proud to be a Tulane coach and that he dreamed when he got the job of having an atmosphere yes. like that, and he expects it to stay that way down the road because with a, and a lineup of all freshmen and sophomores in the starting lineup going against a team that's a lot of juniors and seniors, he, he knows the only way he, it's all looking up for him down the road. All right, Let, let's, let's take a look at, at, again, what happens next for Tulane yeah. uh, when, when it comes to the tournament. Yeah, it's a little dicey uh, because a a couple of weeks ago, it looked like Tulane was going to get a bye in the first round of the tournament. Now they better, they got to beat Temple on Sunday. Um, It's a Temple team that Tulane was lucky to beat in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. Um, Had to, Jalen Forbes was able to hit a wide open three to send it to overtime. It was a Temple team that was so depleted in that game. They didn't have a single player averaging eight points a game, but they've been playing incredibly well. Um, It's one of those deals where when a team gets injured, guys step up and, and, and Temple is continu- since that game Temple has not lost and they're in a situation where if if they beat Tulane in, in Philadelphia on Sunday they'll they will pass Tulane and it would kind of force Tulane to be in a position where they would have to win their last two games against UCF and then probably win at SMU which is contending for an NCAA berth yes. to get one of those top five spots so this is huge if Tulane beats Temple Tulane's going to it's not a lock but it's a virtual lock because they'd have the tie break over Temple the record over Temple everything else and they'd be in, they'd be in great shape to get that by. So it's all on the line. And, and, and the key is how does this team react? They put so much into that Houston game, um, so much emotion. They kind of they kind of 
played themselves out. They, they, they used so much emotion in the first half. They didn't have a lot left in, in, in the second half. They need to recover. It's a good thing for them the game's on Sunday instead of Saturday. That gives them one extra day to prepare. If they go to Temple and play well, they should be able to beat a still depleted Temple team. But but if but but if but if they're a little off, if if they're not mm-hmm. you know if they're not motivated, um, they might they they can kiss that bye goodbye. <laughs> so it's a huge it's, it's important those game of the season for them. This, right. this for those that don't understand why, yeah. because of the buys, right? Yeah, you get three game. If you if you get a buy, you have to top five teams. You have to win three games in three days to win the tournament. If you if you don't get a buy, you have to play on that first day. Then you have to win four games in four days. And not only that, you're playing teams that are fresher than you in every game that you play after the first game. It's just it's an impossible situation, especially with the yes. every minutes that that Tulane, that Ron Hunter plays his guys. Tulane, Tulane ain't winning four games in four days. It's going to be tough to win three games in three days, but that's yes. doable. And that and that's where and, and this team is good enough. I mean, they can't beat Houston if Houston plays like Houston did last night. But Houston, mm-hmm. again, they don't always play like that. I, this Tulane team has proven that they can beat every other team in the league. And if they were to ever, if they were to play Houston in the conference tournament, they'd have to hope Houston had a night where they didn't shoot great, which happens sometimes with Houston. Other than that, this Tulane team, as it stands now, even with all freshmen and sophomores in the lineup, is capable of beating anyone in the league. Um. Not, we'll talk next week about maybe, you know, NIT. Maybe that happens down mm-hmm. the line here. But nevertheless, again, with three regular season games left, they have yep. to beat Temple this week because that's going to help with the tiebreaker. Uh, but mm-hmm. the Tulane fans should be looking for Sunday and then, of course, two games to finish out against UCF and SMU. Exactly. Um, and, again, the Temple game is, is the key game. Cause UCF beat Tulane earlier this year. Tulane, If Tulane loses to Temple, even if they beat UCF, there's a good chance that they'd end up losing a tiebreak with UCF. Mm-hmm. Um, and UCF only has two games left, and one of them is against Tulsa, which is the last second-to-last place team in the league. They're probably going to win that. So it would, if Tulane loses to Temple, it would be incredible. It would be hard for Tulane to finish ahead of, of, of UCF if they ended up in a tie. That's why this game is, is, is so huge. Right. Meanwhile, UNO is rolling. They're sixteen and yep. nine, nine and one, first place. Looks like they're going to get the double bye going into the going into this tournament, which is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. If they win the regular season, they they qualify at least for the NIT yes. in case there's an upset within the tournament. Mm-hmm. But talk about this team. Yeah, they're, they're, you, you said it right. They're they're rolling right now. They're they're the best team in the league. The concern is Nichols because Nichols' best player, Ty Gordon, has been dealing with a knee injury. Um, the first time they played, he had a pretty he, – he was clearly compromised. His numbers show that he's gotten a lot healthier during the year. They were the co-favorites with, with UNO going into the year. Those two teams, they're going to be 1-2 going to the tournament. Right now, UNO has the edge, but either way, they both would get double buys, and I'm pretty sure they're going to end up playing in the conference tournament final, and, and it should be a heck of a game. But, yeah, UNO is just playing incredibly well. I, I have a feature up on the NOAA.com on Derek St. Hilaire, their, their point guard. I had to, fig- I had to mm-hmm. find out why this guy who's averaging over – he's averaging 23.5 points a game in conference play. He played at Jacksonville State before he transferred to UNO two years ago, and he only averaged 6.8 points a game. And, and this guy, he's got the whole package. He's got a quick first step, explosion, can dunk with ease even though he's six feet, and is a streaky, lethal three-point shooter. He said basically Jacksonville State's coach thought he was just a role player, and so he played that role, and that's why he had to get the heck out of there. It, it's remarkable. He, he was a godsend for UNO because you just don't – you don't get transfers averaging less than seven points a game who can mm-hmm. fill it up. In there. This is a guy who could – if he were three inches taller he'd have nba credentials at six feet well, obviously going to be really hard for him um at, mm-hmm. at his size but he, he he's, he's just a spectacular playmaker scorer. Yes. 
from all points of the court. And uh, and he said he's having the time of his life because he gets total freedom to do what he wants, but he's a team player. So he's not going to just jack – I mean, he, he, he wants to win more than he wants to put up numbers, and, and that's the perfect combination to have, a guy that can fill it up, score whenever he wants, but isn't a guy who, who wants his and is going to start getting selfish. And, and he, he's, he's one of the key, the key reasons that UNO is in the position that it's in. The Wolfpack and, and their season twenty eight and one, seventeen and one in the conference. They're number two in the, in the NAIA. Now they start their conference tournament. Was it next yeah. week? Yes. How about that team? Because their their, wow. their schedule was backloaded. They had to play the two best teams in their league, other than themselves, twice each in in the last couple of weeks. Won two of them in overtime. The next one by one, and then they played Talladega in their last regular season game. If they lost that, even though they're number two in the country, they would have tied for the conference title, and they would have been the number two seed in the conference tournament. But they don't lose Loyola when they're when, when, when they're at full strength, and they, and they went to Talladega and, and and beat them by six to finish off just an unbelievable regular season. Um, Got to figure those teams will probably meet in the conference championship game too. Yeah, it'll matter for pride and winning it, but they're mm-hmm. obviously both because they're going to be in the NCAA tournament, and this is a, this is a, a UNO. I mean, a, a Loyola team that has a real chance of of winning the national championship, which would there. be incredible for, be for for Red Street. Just would be, be unbelievable, no doubt. Now let me ask you this. Was the last time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. Uh, I mean, I grew up yeah. when, when Loyola had, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, before they kind of, uh, you know, really kind of mm-hmm. de-emphasized sports. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. but, but that was when I was really young, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has been an amazing transformation uh, for, for Loyola. Uh, I do want to ask you, before we get out of here, yeah. what have you learned about Tulane baseball in the short time that we've seen this season uh, unfold? Not a whole heck of a lot because UMass Lowell is a northern, a bad northern school. They don't get to practice much, so I don't put much stock in, in, in Tulane sweeping them. But the the one for pit, pitching and hitting still to be determined. But the one thing I did see is, is Tulane's defense. This is the best defensive team they've they've had under Travis Jewett. And it doesn't matter what the competition is for defense. They they played four games. They've made three throwing errors, but they have. There's yet to be a ball that has been hit that they could field that they haven't fielded cleanly. Um, that's a, that's a huge difference from, from two lane teams in the past. And in particular, their outfield, they used to give up a lot of hits that should have been outs. Now they're, now they're getting outs on balls that should be hits. And that's true from left field, center field and right field. And then Mr. Ethan Groff and right field made maybe the best throw I've, I've ever seen in, in, in college baseball in, in, in their opener, um, catching a fly ball and throwing a laser on a line right into the glove of Bennett Lee, which was the only possible, Way that they could get the guy out tagging from third. Hey, that, that, that's a that, that that's what maybe that's five extra wins. You keep playing right. defense like that, sure. So that's the key. Now, now this weekend we'll we'll find out a lot more about this team though because yes, we're going will. to Louisiana Tech. The temperature right. is going to be in the high thirties and forties <laughs> for the whole weekend. And Louisiana right. Tech just beat LSU eleven to six last night in four zero. And they came to Turchin Stadium last year and embarrassed Tulane. Threw mm-hmm. a one hitter in the first game, a two hitter in the next game. Swept Tulane at Turchin Stadium. And this is a huge revenge series. We'll find out how good this Tulane team is. And the other day, Louisiana Tech returns all three starting pitchers who pitched against Tulane wow. last year. Tulane has three new starting pitchers going up to mm-hmm. Ruston. I'll, I'll be able to give you – we'll know a heck of a lot more about this Tulane baseball team when we, when we talk the next time. I agree, and I kind of felt that way, um, uh, when, when, Gary, when I was when I was watching past this past weekend the scores yeah. and everything else. You know, UNO, LSU, 
Tulane taking on the northern teams. You don't really know a yeah. lot of because uh, uh, it was uh, UNO was taking yeah. on the, the SWAC teams. You really mm-hmm. can't tell a lot. But again, I thought we saw a little bit, a little bit more about LSU last night going up against Tech in, in a really yeah. tough game, rain and cold up in up in <laughs> Ruston. And of course, Tulane's going to get the series now. The way they got to go yeah. up there and deal with. Remember, I think uh, was it did Southeastern beat uh, Louisiana Tech this past week? Not um, the other way Louisiana around. Tech's four now. Louisiana Tech swept. So Louisiana Tech eight. just beat Southeastern yeah. earlier in the week. Yeah. Then, so yeah. who's got a pretty yeah. good club yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a right. um, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of good baseball. Um, and I'd say that that series again. That Tulane Tulane had a good hitting team last year, and Louisiana Tech came into the Turchin Stadium and just embarrassed their hitters. You got to think, and, and almost everybody's back for Tulane at, at the plate. You got to think that this Tulane team really wants to make amends for one of the one of the one of the couple of series last year. The other one being the Cincinnati series at the end of the year that kept Tulane mm-hmm. from getting into an NCAA regional. Anything going on the football front that you want to tell the audience? Not, not much. Um, I, I am a little bit surprised um, that they've had a huge coaching turnover. I'm a little bit surprised that Jamal Fobbs, their running backs coach. I mean, just look at all the running backs they've had and how they've developed is not is is not going to be back. Um, he's one of the casualties of this coaching staff. That happened. It's funny on signing day. Um, Willie Fritz said one of the hardest things in the business is is, is when you have to let really good coaches go. I didn't know exactly what he was referring to at that point. Right. Um, now, now, now I know because uh, I think they were hoping that they could retain some fobs maybe as a <laughs> analyst, something, something that effect. But, but, but that's not going to happen. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, the transition there because Tulane had a lot of problems on offense last year. Um, running back development, not one of them. Um, not one of them right. I, I'm just, I was just a little surprised by that move. We'll, we'll, we'll see how right. it works out. Is the biggest question for for, for your kids. Sidewalk side or neutral ground side? Where are you going? What was that? I didn't hear that. Sidewalk side or neutral ground side? Where are you going? Oh, oh, this time. Well, with my kid, the, the goal is sidewalk side. Um, right. We, the, the, the last time we went to Bacchus, we got there late. We couldn't make it to the dang sidewalk. Around yes. <laughs> it was too crowded. So that's why I'm heading out right after we get off the phones um, because uh, we're gonna, I, I prefer we, with him and I we definitely want the, want the uh, sidewalk side. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, tell us about the site. Tell us about how folks can follow you on social media. Anything you got coming up for us in the paper online? Sure. Um, Garrison at Garrisonmith is my my Twitter account. Um, constant, constant, constant stuff there. Any breaking news? Yeah, you get it there first. Um, I've written six stories in the last three days, so <laughs> you can go to the website. I have a feature on Derek St. Hilaire up on the UNO page at NOLA.com, a full recap of Tulane's loss to Houston last night. Just posted earlier today a preview of a notebook preview of the Tulane baseball series with, with Louisiana Tech. Um, obviously, spring football starting next month. That'll blanket coverage of that, that too. But uh, you, you, you go to the NOLA.com and look at the Tulane site and the UNO site, and it's, it's chock full of, of my stories from this week have a great Mardi Gras my man we'll talk next week and as always appreciate your time thanks for having me on the show always always Gary Smith again uh, does a great job covering the local sports and as well uh, as as Tulane Athletics all right don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating why don't you do anything in generators generator sales and service that's their business okay financing available for generators so look if you've been hesitating, it's almost a prerequisite now if you own a home or a business uh, where we have to deal with, with power outages and everything else and then after hurricanes that you've got to have a generator. So, again, allow Burkhart to come in 
and, and educate you on a generator. They're going to do a consultation. They're going to hard sell you. They just want to get in there and let you know everything you need to know about a generator. You make the decision on, again, how much generator you need for your home or your business. Then, of course, after that, they'll do a single-day install for you. Put you on the calendar for a single-day install. 24-7, 365 emergency service. You can always rely on them. If your generator uh, is not working, if there's an issue, they'll be out there to be able to repair it for you, get it up and running. The new install quality check after one month is what they do with everything they install for you. It's part of that customer service pledge. It's what sets them apart from so many other companies out there. Again, how they treat their customers. And then, of course, uh, when, when you need help, they're there for you. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Generator Sales and Service is their business. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. New Orleans Country, 1061 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by NBC's Law & Order. It's back, the show that started it all. The original Law & Order. Anthony Anderson and Sam Waterston return in the can't-miss premiere America's been waiting for. Law & Order returns tonight on NBC. Justice is back in session. Delays are solid on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carey Spillway to power and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Bonneville to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are going to be steady from Morrison to Downman and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from just past St. Bernard to Canal and the delays are heavy on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Still working an accident that's on the Pontchartrain Expressway on the eastbound side right at the Claiborne Earhart exit and delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. And delays are steady along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale on the westbound side. And on the 310 going southbound, your backups are from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, but that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. The Tour de Lee is a bike ride through Fountain Blue State Park in Mandeville benefiting the Cancer Association of America. Many ride in honor of or in memory of those battling cancer. For more information on how you can be a part of Tour de Lee, visit tourdelee.org. New Orleans, Eric Asher with you in a sec till six. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Don't forget about Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Bobby Bear's is part of that. Voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. They're going on out there for the Mardi Gras celebration. Again, they're open throughout Mardi Gras uh, on, on veterans at, at Lake Villa, 4101 veterans to be exact. And uh, yeah, folks, uh, the, the full menu is going to be available for you. Those incredible cocktails I've been talking about. Uh, if you're looking to grow again, check out some of the basketball. Again, uh, what's going on in the sports world. 30-plus TV screens, even a TV in the restroom for you. You'll never miss a play. And, of course, um, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant is a unique combination of um, Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, if you're out and about and you say, I need to get a late bite to eat, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant in Metairie will be there for you. All right, um, uh, uh, Steve Pittsburgh, a, a guy, uh, and I hope I, I mentioned his name right, uh, as, as, uh, sent a, a tweet to myself and, and uh, Gary Smith. Loyola actually started their tournament today uh, in the quarterfinals. They beat William Cass. 78 to 59 and the women blue beat blue mountain 90 to 45 so again loyola continues to roll uh number two overall in the nia um, uh, poll and uh, poised for a national championship which would be absolutely incredible all right we turn our attention to the lsu tigers a lot of a lot of uh, things to talk about today and to break it down for us he's our go-to guy mike scarborough of tigerbait.com i said it before i'll say it again if you're a tiger fan and you're not invested in what's going on with TigerBait.com, you're way behind. Because it, it, is, going, it is so much more than just, uh, again, the great information they used to give you and the message board. Mike has expanded his site now. That, again, there is something for everyone on the site, and you will stay up to date on everything that is LSU. Mike, welcome to the show. 
Hey, uh, glad. Uh, thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, we've been <laughs> been crazy busy the last forty eight hours. Uh, two days of Brian Kelly and uh, offensive and defensive staffs. Uh, baseball, men's basketball, Mulkey tonight, and we got our LSU uh, Tiger Bait show at eight o'clock tonight. So lots of stuff going on at Tiger Bait. Beautiful. Now let's let that's where exactly where I wanted to go first. Brian Kelly met the media, and then I think y'all broke off in, into um, like little pods with with the uh, with the assistants, where you got a chance to be able to kind of listen to the assistants and kind of get a feel for for again what they're going to do with their position with, with their position groups. The first thing I'd like to ask you about is again your 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 thoughts on after after speaking to uh, Brian Kelly in the press conference over the last couple of days. Um, I, it, it's look, uh, Kelly is obviously very uh, organized, and uh, he's got his own time frame and timetable of of how he's going to do things and. Uh, but I will say the last two days was absolutely enjoyable from, you know, for I think anybody in the media would tell you just because the way it was set up and provided to us for us to be able to sit it, you know, you, you saw what was there as far as, you know, uh, at the podium and then the coordinators, but then for us to break off from there and then be able to go sit at, the, at a bunch of different round tables with each of the assistant coaches on each side of the ball, and pick their brains and, and talk to them about recruiting and, and on and on uh, was, was just awesome. Cause you know, we haven't been able to do that at LSU in years. Uh, ever since the NCAA changed their calendar, uh, we, you know, fan day went away. Um, certainly uh, COVID and um, you know, the, uh, what people don't realize is that the reason why fan day partially went away is that if, you have a fan day with with the players, it counts as a practice, and and that that is in, uh, as far as uh, the the you know how many days you're allowed to have in, in fall camp and stuff. So, anyways, um, being able to talk to assistant coaches is something we haven't done in a long time, and uh, unless uh, you know, and you, you caught him, we're able to keep catch him at a TAF tour stop, and and that didn't happen because of COVID. Uh, the last two years. So um, a lot of impressive assistant coaches, the coordinators are impressive. Um, you know, just from today, uh, being able to sit at a table and talk to Mike Denbrock, Joe Sloan, the quarterback's coach, um, Frank Wilson, of course, uh, Hankton from New Orleans. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, and so, and of course, Brad Davis, who was carried over um, and speaking to him, Denbrock was very uh, gracious, or, or I should say very uh, – it was eye-opening to me uh, what he thinks of Coach Davis is, is, is an offensive line coach, which was obvious because, you know, he was carried over. Um, but my question to Denbrock was, do, is, it, is it accurate, or, or, or am I right in thinking that this offensive line can come together – and be a lot better than people think in a short amount of time. And he said, absolutely, yes. And and Coach Davis is a big part of that. So he's impressed Mike Denbrock and, 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 and others. Of course, he's got an influx of, of new talent. So, and, so a lot of good stuff today. 
Let's talk about Denbrock because he talked a little bit about what the offense is going to look like, which I think everybody was kind of on pins and needles wondering, okay, um, Brian Kelly's coming in. Is it going to be three yards in a cloud of dust? Are we going to use the athletes? What's going to happen? Why don't you go ahead and, and expound on what he, what he told you guys in that meeting? Well, I think he's like any offensive coordinator. He likes to be explosive. He wants big plays. He wants to be able to throw it all over the field. Um, but he also knows that uh, you can't have as, as many many embarrassing third and ones and fourth and ones uh, to where, you know, by midseason, you're, you're looking at uh, uh, those situations as being passing downs because of so many times they were unable to get a yard. And, you know, that's just unacceptable. And so I, I think anybody who listened to Denbrock today and Brian Kelly talk about the desire to be physical up front and be able to uh, point and, and tell the other side, we're going to run the ball and this is where we're going to run it, try and stop it. Uh, I, I think that's very much welcome uh, based on what we've seen the last two seasons uh, offensively. So, um and, of course, that all starts up front. I mean, I think that's the main thing. They want that offensive line to be considerably better, more physical, um, and be able to, you know, run the football and get 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 extend drives uh, with, with their legs. I thought one of the interesting comments that I heard, and I'm paraphrasing here, you were there, is, again, uh, Kelly talking about – offensive linemen, that they don't have to be a finished product when they come to LSU, meaning, again, that he develops offensive linemen. Your thoughts? Yeah. uh, I think what's happened at LSU over the years is the numbers have never quite been there. You've had multiple kids signed in recruiting classes that didn't pan out. You kept waiting for them to uh, deliver and, and be what you thought they might be out of high school. So it's been in the last couple of recruiting cycles where you needed every guy that you signed to be a home run and that you couldn't take a, a flyer on an offensive lineman knowing that he might that, or, or thinking that he not, might need two or three years to develop. You needed guys that maybe could give you something in year one or, or it, 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 it's the latest year two. And so, um, but I wonder, you know, from a roster standpoint, if their goal is to carry more scholarship offensive linemen than we've seen in previous years uh, uh, on the offensive line. Um, But I do think that there's something else that they're realizing is, uh, you know, they've got a lot of in-house statistics where they're well aware of the fact of, how many NFL players are from the state of Louisiana in the last decade that weren't offered scholarships by LSU? Yes. And, and those kids typically, almost entirely, were kids that were able to develop at, at, at smaller schools. Um, and because, you know, and, and whereas they weren't the finished product out of high school, and, and, and they know that. And that also feeds, feeds into the NIL deal. And, and, and a renewed focus in the belief that you're, you're much more likely to hold on to a Louisiana born and raised prospect than you are a kid from California. If things aren't going their way, uh, they're much more likely to stick it out and fight it out uh, because uh, they don't want to go home to Bro Bridge or wherever 
and and say that they're hitting the transfer portal and go somewhere else. Mike, you also, also had a chance to talk to the defensive coordinator. Uh, any indication on what type of defense they'll be playing? Um, they just just like on the offensive side of the ball, they they want they say they want to be multiple. Um, I think we see more three four. Um, you know, I, I know yesterday in, in the breakouts. Um, you know, I, I joked with with. Uh, uh, Jamar Kane, the defensive line coach, who was very impressive. I said, you know, Coach, now that I'm sitting here with you, I, 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 it's dawned on me that, you know, most of the coaches on the staff probably feel, particularly in spring, that they don't have the numbers they need because the roster is depleted. Um, and, and I said, but you've got the numbers. He goes, yeah, but I always want more. And – then my next follow-up was then, uh, then it was also dawning on me that the state of Louisiana for the class of 2023 doesn't have a whole lot of defensive line right now. You got Buxton down at Thibodeau, um, and he's really the only one in my mind right now that we're really paying attention to. Had an offer from the previous staff, and, and I'm sure they're evaluating him, um, and, and we'll want to watch him in the spring. But uh, you know, they want to lock down Louisiana. And I think they know that the June camps are going to be vital for them, and they're going to want big numbers of uh, prospects there. Another little tidbit I picked up today was uh, one thing that Orgeron did that I thought was was really a good policy and, and was, I, I thought was excellent, uh, where he, at every camp in June, he allowed all the coaches from the other state schools to be on the practice fields and help work the football camps. And I was told Brian Kelly's going to do the same thing. So uh, that's great news. I think that's, that's a, a very much a, a, a big deal. And so yeah, it is. It, yeah. it definitely is. Um, uh, Cortez Hankton, Joe, had, no, Joe they were saying that he was going to interview with the Los Angeles Rams. Did that happen? Did, did, he, did he not get the job or did he not interview? Who was that again? I'm sorry. Cor- Cortez Hankton. Yeah, no, he's staying. Okay, so he's staying. That, 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 that's another, another bit of good news. Now, some, something that was not really good news was last night's game against Kentucky, 71-66 loss in Lexington. Um, and, and, and Kentucky was shorthanded, and, and I really felt going into the game that I thought LSU could win it, and they've had a great first half. But, again, second half once again goes ice cold. The defense wasn't there. Give me your perspective on what you saw last night. Yeah, ice cold like uh, the LSU baseball team was in Ruston. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I I went in the last night thinking the baseball game was going to be the one, and that I didn't like LSU's chances at all at Rupp. And when the baseball game got out of hand, switched it over, and at halftime or before at half, LSU was laying the lumber to them, Kentucky. Uh, but again, LSU melted down in, in the second half. And um, I mean, look, Kentucky's a very good basketball team, but like you said, Absolutely. they were shorthanded. And uh, but you know, what is that now? Seventeen straight at home for mm-hmm. Kentucky. So um, I, don't, I don't know what to make of this LSU-based basketball team, uh, what their seating is going to look like, how they're going to finish out to the rest of the year. But um, got a lot of grumblings on our website and on our message boards. And, and um, you know, so now it's up to Kim Mulkey uh, tonight to uh, yep. uh, turn, turn the week's fortunes uh, on a positive note. 
No doubt. You mentioned Louisiana Tech, 11-6 over LSU, but it was just a miserable night in Ruston last night. Uh, how much do you buy into, into, the, into that game and, and, and as far as, the, again, the, the program itself? Uh, no, you, I don't, you don't make any uh, – I mean, it's a midweek game uh, at Tech. They're a very, very good baseball yes, team they where they fit, rank 15th. Um, uh, I talked to a, a baseball scout last night. I think he said the average age of the Tech players is like 22. At LSU, it's 19. You know, that counts for something. 34-degree weather, raining, miserable. Um, it all added up. Um uh, but uh, it, 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 we, we might, you might look back on this one uh, a, a month or two from now and say it was actually good that they went up there and got their butts kicked. There you go. There you go. Mike, uh, what you got coming up for us tonight on Tiger Bait, and, and how can folks follow you on social media? More importantly, yeah, please subscribe got, to your great site. I did tons of breakout interviews, uh, uh, audio uh, clips that I've got to uh, transcribe for stories. So in the next two to three days, uh, we're going to have loads of, football content uh, from the breakout interviews that uh, uh, we, we got with each assistant coach and our LSU uh, show, our Tiger Bait live show tonight. Go to YouTube, uh, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. Buddy Sanji and I are going to be talking about uh, the last few days and more uh, at 8 o'clock tonight on YouTube. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. And, of course, how can folks subscribe? TigerBait.com, go subscribe, choose the annual package. You basically uh, save three months, get three months free versus the monthly. And if you're an LSU fan, now's the time to subscribe. Lots coming your way. Spring football right around the corner. And um, we're going to be out there every day that we're allowed out there. So lots coming your way on TigerBait.com. Thanks for the time as always, my friend. Happy Mardi Gras to you, and we'll talk next week. All right, Eric, thank you. That's Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Great job. That's just an outstanding job covering the Tigers. And um, really, um, Brian Kelly didn't come out uh, early, but, again, he brought everybody out and gave the media a chance to really kind of sit down with them, pick their brain. And, of course, you'll find out all, all that on, on TigerBait.com uh, as well. Folks, I just have to apologize for my voice. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit here, but we'll get through it. All right, don't forget. Again, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, again, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. It's Mardi Gras. You can be in the quarter. Stop at one of their restaurants. Grab a, grab a drink. Grab an appetizer. Grab a meal. If you're out in the Metairie for the Metairie Parade route, get on down to Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. They're open late for you folks. And, of course, serving, again, New Orleans' finest uh, Creole cuisine with, with the cocktails that are absolutely outstanding. Uh, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, even through the Mardi Gras holidays, they're online for you. Again, if your AC breaks down, heater breaks down, the generator breaks down, you need help, all you do is, again, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, and then their after-hours service is, is available as well. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Doesn't Remember, doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home or your business, they're authorized to service all brands. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. 
Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Nobody's more proud of what Diamonds Direct offers than our own staff. Our standards are the highest I've ever seen in the business, and I've been in this industry my entire life. Not only do we have the most competitive pricing in the industry, but the whole package that you get with it is incomparable. One thing that always surprises clients is how much further their budget will go with Diamonds Direct. But way beyond value, what we're most proud of is our total commitment to each and every customer. We go above and beyond for our customers so that they feel valued and they know that they're valued. We are really focusing on not making a sale that day. We want to make a friend forever. It doesn't matter what size diamond that you're looking for. We're going to take care of you, and we're going to make you feel fabulous. The philosophy to take care of the customer is just amazing. When clients come in, I think what they can feel is our passion. The electricity that you get in here, everybody's happy. It's such a friendly environment. Diamonds Direct. And you can feel that energy and that happiness every time you step into our showroom. Come see and feel the difference. Your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. Dreaming of a new career or job promotion? Plant the seed with a degree from Upper Iowa University. We're an accredited private nonprofit university, and we've been growing careers since 1857. At our New Orleans Center, you have evening, online, and self-paced classes you need to create a flexible schedule fitting for your busy life. Contact Upper Iowa University's New Orleans Center today at 504-682-6792 or visit uiu.edu. Classes start in May 13th. Down in New Orleans where the blues was born Takes a cool cat to blow a horn On the sand in Grandpa's Creek Combo's playing with the mambo beat Mardi Gras, mambo, mambo, mambo Mardi Gras, mambo Welcome back to Inside New Orleans Brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants Oceana Grill, Mambo's Speaking of Mardi Gras, Mambo uh, Also again, the... Uh, 
Oda Wallen's Cookery and Bobby Bear's Cajun Hand Restaurant all are open. All are open late during the Mardi Gras season. They're open late, uh, again, 365 days a year. And they're open 365 days a year. But, again, heading down to the quarter, Oceana, Mambo's, also Oda Wallen's Cookery, heading out to Metairie, Bobby Bear's Cajun Hand Restaurant, proud sponsors of, of our program. And, again, uh, our title sponsor each and every Thursday. Hey, um, how much time we got left for our route? Got about 20 seconds left. Okay, look, I'll wrap it up here. I'll, I'll let you know about the Zion Instagram when I get back. You listen to Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks to Mike Scarborough. Thanks to uh, Gary Smith. Uh, you listen to Inside New Orleans. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. It's 71558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana family of restaurants. Of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the mothership, Oceana Grill. 
Man, perfect to go to Oceanic Grill this weekend. We got breakfast, lunch, and dinner that's being served. I'm telling you, New Orleans best breakfast. Got to get over there. If you love breakfast, you got to check out the breakfast over at Oceana. They're open seven days a week. They open 8 a.m. every single day. Breakfast goes all the way until 1 p.m. Uh, lunch starts at 10 a.m., goes all the way to 4 p.m., and then the dinner service starts at 4 p.m. all the way to close, which, again, is like 1, 2 in the morning, okay? 1 o'clock is what they say, but, again, if there are people in the restaurant, they're staying open until 2, uh, whatever they have to do. Uh, Cajun Creole dishes that, that are absolutely spectacular. Uh, you've got to check out the, cont- the, the cocktails, fantastic cocktails uh, that will absolutely, again, blow you away. They'll amaze you. Uh, you can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard. If they're not utilizing the, um, the, the five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests uh, for an event this weekend, well, then they're going to have that as their overflow. Uh, for, for again, for their customers. So, again, you're not, you may have to stand in a little bit of a line to get to those channels, but you're going to get in because, again, it's an extraordinarily large restaurant when, when they add together all the, uh, all the um, uh, capacity of the private rooms. Uh, it's family-friendly. Uh, it's dog-friendly when you go, when you talk about the courtyard. Uh, I mean, just a perfect weekend to try it, especially in Mardi Gras. Look, look, I know from, from being a native New Orleans, you're walking around all day long. Eventually, maybe you want to stop in for a cocktail, grab a bite to eat. You got to try the Oceana Family Restaurants. Oceana Grill, uh, a bourbon, right? A couple steps off Conti. Uh, get out there and enjoy a great meal. Remember, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Oceana Grill, part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right, I do want to mention uh, the Instagram post by... Um, Zion Williamson, and I tried to get that earlier today, and of course, you know, I'm not exactly, you know, Mr. Technically Sound over here, but um, I was able to, to get the screenshot of it. Uh, he jumped on on a, on a random Instagram uh, with, 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 I guess, maybe some fans, uh, and uh, his, his, his answer to, again, I guess everyone about whether he wants to be in New Orleans or not was this. I don't know why everyone thinks I'm leaving. Everyone knows me. Everyone that knows me knows that I love the city of New Orleans. I'll be back soon uh, in due time. And, that, and that's how they left it. And then it was asked how he, how he was doing. He says, I got a little bit of fever, but he said he'll be back. So obviously he's a little bit on, uh, under the weather right now. But that's the, first, um, that's the first indication that, again, that he's even, uh, you know, his antenna's up on what's going on around here, okay, uh, because it's been full-blown Zion all week long. Uh, in, in terms of, again, why he's not here, what he's not doing, that, again, is he coming back? Is, 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 uh, is, does he need a second surgery? Has, has he checked out on the Pels? I thought Christian Clark's article today in Noel.com and The Advocate was outstanding. Uh, you know, talking about his his um, his stepfather, how he tried to uh, he wanted to pull him out of Duke where after he hurt after again uh, the shoe exploded on him and he hurt his knee and again Zion overruled him and went back and they went to went to the Elite Eight and then of course finding out now that he the, the stepfather is the personal trainer. Wait, wait, what? Wait, stop! What? What? Okay, world class athlete and your stepfather is your personal trainer? Unless it's Mackie Showstone, okay? I mean, he shouldn't be a personal trainer. That's just the way it is, right? So. Again, maybe a little bit more insight with with with, um, with um, Christian Clark's article today, which I thought was great. You get into the Advocate Nola.com, and then of course um, uh, his Instagram post. And by the way, that comes on the heels of Jordy Collada, who is again, when you want to talk about um, uh, the the digital part of, of what we do, okay, in this business, uh, he is leaps and bounds ahead of everyone, okay. And he understands, again, how critical it is in today's world to be, again, out on social media and, and to be involved in the digital platforms. And he mentioned it on the TV show today that, again, all Zion's got to do is get on the IG account. He goes, put out a few things, do maybe do a video, and everything is squashed. And, again, just a, you know, an hour or so later, here's uh, his um, 
uh, uh, Zion doing that exact same thing now on a, on a random account, but still, it's out there now. It's been it's been uh, called legit that it's not somebody else to just you know one of these bogus accounts. So again, that's good news from that standpoint. Now we still got to see him on the court. Still got to find out if he's got to have second surgery. Still got to figure out everything that's going on. I mean, it doesn't really pacify anything just because he's on IG and he makes a comment. But again, at least we know he's got a heartbeat, right? I mean, at least we know he's got a heartbeat. By the way, that that show tonight, uh, Inside New Orleans Sports, 6 p.m. on WLAE TV. Jordy Collada was outstanding. One of the best guests I've ever had on the program. His insight into LSU NIL uh, was second to none. Uh, so, again, check that out. 10 p.m. On, on the Deuce tonight. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican. 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. On, on the Deuce. 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We, uh, we have more views on, on the WLETV YouTube page than any other programming on, on the station. So, again, you can check us out on the WLETV YouTube page. Also, again, at ericasher.com. And I'll have it up on our social media platforms as soon as they drop it at LE. Uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, again, uh, I want to thank uh, Gary Smith and Mike Scarborough for joining us in the first hour. Uh, this hour, it's going to be Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. Glenn's got a, a brand new uh, uh, tweet, Twitter feed as well, Glenn underscore Gilbo. So if you're looking for LSU beat tweet, he's moved off of that because now he covers the entire SEC for Outkick. Uh, and then Jeff Duncan, who wrote a, a, um, an article this morning, said, look, Zion's done. It's over. The, the, there's a divorce coming, right? So we'll talk to him about that at around 535. And, uh, and as always, we very much appreciate you guys tuning in to the program, whether it's on the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com, or here on, on the, your radio dial at 106.1 FM uh, Nash Icon. Don't forget about our sponsors, man. Great sponsors of our program like Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, and Metairie. Uh, if your, your vehicle uh, is, is having issues, uh, bring it on over to Southern Tire. ASC certified technicians, the highest certification you can get in the industry. And, of course, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Uh, you can trust the Piazza family with your vehicle. They've been doing it since 1972 in this town. You, can, you can't stay open in 1972 as a mechanic shop if you're not treating your customers right. If you're not doing a good job. And then on, on the flip side, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Something for everyone's budget. So, again, you, know, you don't have to go out and get the most expensive tire or the cheapest tire. There's something there for you. Wheels and tires to 30 inches. And, if you, again, short on cash, financing is available. Also, again, don't forget damaged rims. They can take that for, get care of that for you as well. Uh, Hickory Nail Line in Metairie, Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504 737 1558. You can schedule uh, or you go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for you, including that diagnostic page that can, again, help you maybe troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. It's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Again, today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, all are open late, all are open throughout the Mardi Gras holiday. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at the Oceana family of restaurants. We head up to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My good friend Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com joins us on the show. Glenn, how are you, bud? Good. Hey, Eric. Um um, I need to tell people that my uh, Twitter account got hacked and my the Fox News social network people are trying to get that reinstalled, either as LSU beat tweet or uh, FCC beat tweet. I got that. Okay, so it's not Glenn underscore Gilbo? That is accurate, but that, it's not going to stay like that. Um, okay, it's not because yeah. that's what I just told the folks before we came on that you had changed. Yeah. Because when I went looking for it this morning, you know, to, to tweet it out, right? I saw that it had changed, and I went, well, okay, that's interesting, because normally you would let me know, 
but um, but it, it was hacked. Wow. So so how, if folks want to follow you right now, how can they? Or, or are you just kind of frozen? If folks want to follow me on Twitter right now, they can't. They got to go to outkick.com or to my Facebook okay. page, and I have a feature up there about the new LSU defensive coordinator, and I will have one up in the morning on the new. Uh, LSU offensive coordinator, Mike Beautiful. Uh, it was a great uh, thing today. But, yeah, I got hacked first time since 2009. I've been up. So the LSU beat tweet thing is is wrong, and it's a hacker. And, yeah. uh, so don't it it comes that. up as beat, and, and it has a check next to it. I, thought, I saw something. I, when I saw that, I said, well, that's not it. And I went searching, and that's when I found the, the, the new one. It's got the, – the, the new one has everything, picture, everything else. So, it, 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 I mean, it looks legit. Okay, so, but look, folks, I'll say this. Glenn will let me know. When Glenn lets me know, I'll let you know on our social media platforms as well. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on, on what's happening with, with Glenn's social media platforms because I was just mentioning earlier today, Glenn, what we do, I mean, it's so inter- intertwined now with our social media platforms. You've got to be on it, and you've got to be out getting out information on those platforms. No question about it. And, uh, yeah, I really want to thank some of the other journalists around the state who got hacked recently and, and, and reached out to me and told me how to try to get it, uh, get it fixed. So Beautiful. So it should be Beautiful. back up and run, uh, tomorrow, and I'll let you know. Sounds good, and then I'll get it out on our social media platforms as well. Glenn, uh, again, you've had it. You were you're involved in in the, and I just had Mike Scarborough on. He did the same thing. He was in. He was with you guys over at, uh, with the interviews with the coaches and everything. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Then I want to get into some Saints talk as well. Just your impressions of the new staff. Well, I, I think it, uh, it looks like a very impressive staff. You know, I mean, I, I just I go by experience, and uh, and how recently have you had? the experience at the job that you that you have now and that wasn't the case with the last few coordinator hires uh, by coach O uh, but Brian Kelly took his time he, he's made some great hires um, Matt House the defensive coordinator was a defensive coordinator at Kentucky at Pitt and he was a linebacker coach in Kansas City Mike Denbrock was the offensive coordinator at Cincinnati uh, had a lot of success there, and he was also offensive coordinator at uh, Notre Dame under Kelly. Uh, so these these guys are, are both very experienced. Mike Denbrock, I, I sat down with him in the uh, Lawton room after the main press conference uh, with some other writers for about you know forty five minutes to an hour. Just a just a great guy. What do you expect? What can you we can expect out of that offense under Denbrock? You know, uh, it's going to be interesting. They don't—they don't know what they're what they're going to do yet. You know, they—they they don't know much about their quarterbacks yet. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, he, he ran, you know, a, a spread offense with an experienced quarterback at at Cincinnati. Um, you know, Brian Kelly tends to be a little more old school with the running game and and game management quarterbacks. So. I'm, I'm thinking they might start off a little a little more conservative than what LSU fans were used to under, say, Joe Brady in 2019 with Joe Burrow. I don't think it's going to be quite that for uh, maybe a year or two. But, um, you know, I, I think whatever they do, this, this team is just going to be more sound than the last two years. But I think you might – you know, there's some talk of, of trying to get back to more of a, of a running team you know, and, and that may be the best way to go until, you know, one of the quarterbacks kind of kind of comes to the surface. Yeah, you know, I mean, even even Burrow, they didn't throw all that much in eight. Mm-hmm. You know, true. So so maybe it'll build under uh, Howard or or Nussmeyer. How about defensively? 
Well, same thing. Uh, you know, Matt House is still trying to figure out what he wants to do. Now, at, at Kansas City, they ran a 4-3 uh, a on the, the former Saints defensive coordinator, Spagnola. I mean, really, the worst time of his career was with the Saints, which we all remember. I mean, that was like the worst defense in history. But he's right. really been good at, at other spots, and he's very blitz-heavy. So I, I would I would think, I mean, with, with some of the speed and talent that LSU still has a little bit of and will be bringing in, I, I think you're going to see uh, some more some more blitz-heavy uh, action there from Matt House. And, and I mean, he – he worked under Mark Stoops at Kentucky, who's a great defensive head coach. They were competitive on defense at the time he was there without as much talent as he's going to have coming into LSU. So, uh, but, you know, he's been, a, he's been a defensive coordinator uh, in recent years before he went to Kansas City. You know, unlike Durante Jones, was never a defensive coordinator. Bo Pelini hadn't been a defensive coordinator in, in more than um, – you know, 10 years when he came in. So I think on, on the surface, these look like good hires. John Emery is, is eligible. To, I, I thought I saw that today when I was perusing Twitter in between shows today. Uh, can you confirm that? I, I didn't see that. I, I don't know if that's true one one way or the other. Um, I mean, even if he is, he's, he's got a long way to go before he'll be the starter. Right. We, ha- we haven't seen him hit that uh, potential yet, but they definitely have an opening at that position. Um, it's it's early for LSU baseball, but um, do you have an opinion on what you've seen so far? Well, I mean, look, this was a team that, that got to the Super Regional last year, and this is almost the same team. I mean, he's added some key transfers, particularly the, the uh, offensive player from Arizona. Uh, the pitching looks okay, but, uh, I mean, this team looks like it's going to go to Omaha to me. And, uh, I mean, you know, you had some you, you had some real young freshmen last year that were coming into their own late in the season. You know, really, if you remember, last year after the first few weeks of the season, LSU was number one in the nation in home runs. Right. People forget that. Um, and, and, you know, they set records over the weekend with their runs against Maine, but it, it was Maine. But I, I think they'll be – I think they're going to carry – up a notch from what they ended up as last year, which was a super regional team. So uh, I, I think they're an Omaha team, yeah. Uh, basketball team lost to Kentucky last night, 71-66. They've lost eight of their last 12. Now, Bracketology has them still around a seventh seed. Uh, what are your thoughts on 19-9 on, on and 7-8, and eight, seventh in the SEC? So they're not looking at any buys now uh, about, again, the upcoming tournament. Yeah, you know the the uh, you know it would help them to get around 500, closer to 500 or over by the time the regular season ends. But you know the the overall record is still good. The the uh, their quality wins is very good. So if they could just finish strong uh, with a, with a decent record, even if they don't, you know, get a great quality win, uh, I think they're going to have a shot. You know, now they you know they have some bad losses. Uh, you know. Ole Miss, um, but you know they're they're right there. They're on the bubble. I mean, the uh, you know Alabama, obviously it's going to be Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, and then it looks like Alabama in that fifth spot because they have great quality wins, best schedule, toughest schedule in the nation. Uh, and then you know South Carolina is there, but I don't think they're going to get in. I think I think LSU, you know, they'll be like the sixth 
team from the SEC, if they get in, they, they still have a chance. They, I thought they played pretty well last night. I mean, that press really worked. If they'd have gone to that earlier, they might have won because, you know, Kentucky was without their point guards, and LSU nearly got close enough to win it last night. Uh, maybe they'll use some more of that, that press. But, um, you know, they're still capable of beating good teams. So they, they still have a shot to get into the, into the dance. You know, I mean, East, uh, when, when you look, they, they've got to get more out of Days, and they're going to get more out of Eason. Uh, you know, I mean, he didn't do anything last night. Uh, scoring's their issue to me. Uh, the defensively, they can lock you down. I, I I agree with you. I do not know why they did not press them more in that game last night because of the of again the, uh, the they were shorthanded. Yeah, and you know they're they're they're, they're good on defense, but but their defense kind of gets a little lax when the offense, but they get down when the offense is not doing well, which is often because, like you said, they don't have that that um, one go-to score. Though, though Pinson, you know, he's definitely the go-to ball handler and sometimes yes. scorer. And, um, you know, Eason, they just kind of game plan to, to stop him. Darius Days has always been hot and cold. You know, when, when he's on, most of the time they, they win. You know, but I mean, yes. Days, Eason, Pinson – those three guys, you know, you don't get much play, better players than that. And then, you know, Gaines is very good too, and, and, and Murray's been up and down. But uh, you know, they got they got players, man. He, um, uh, you know, Wade does tend to get second time a coach plays him in the regular season. They they tend mm-hmm. to figure him out a little bit. That happens sometimes. But um, you know, and and uh, we thought when they got fully healthy that they would be better. Uh, but you know, that hasn't quite happened. But they're still close. You know, they can yep. they can turn around. Quarterly, uh, defense uh, wins, man. At the end of the day, yeah. you can you defense wins, and if you can play good defense, hopefully the ball's going to fall into the basket for you. But you're going to be in every game. Uh, but we only got a couple minutes left. I have to ask you about about the uh, coaching staff uh, for the New Orleans Saints: Ryan Nielsen, Chris Richard, co-defensive coordinators. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm not. I usually don't think the co-coordinator thing works, but you know, it, it works if if the coaches know who's the real coordinator or who's the real play caller. And in this case, I think it probably will work because I think Dennis Allen is going to be the defensive play caller and very involved with the coordinating of the defense. Uh, So I think, you know, those two guys that might just be, you know, those are his first two lieutenants and, and, you know, the coach title sometimes helps people with their career. But I think, um, you know, I think Ryan Nielsen is a would be a great defensive coordinator somewhere, if not with the Saints. But when you got Dennis Allen, and Dennis said at his press conference, you know, it, it, it's hard to give up your baby. It's, that was his sure exact is. quote. So, so he's going to still be handling that as as he should be. Um, I Aiden agree. Was the offensive coordinator? Andy Reid's the offensive coordinator, and uh, you know Pete Carmichael. If if ever there was a student of Sean Payton, it's it's him. So it looks like Dennis Allen did a good recruiting job to get Carmichael to to be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're pretty sound, uh, pretty sound on the on the staff. They uh, they just got to find a quarterback or keep Jameis. Right, and that's the next question, right? I mean, what do you what do you think? You handicap this. Where do you think they're going? You think they're going Jameis Winston? You think they're going outside the building? Or you think they're going to the draft? Well, you know, Jameis is a lot of people are interested in Jameis around, around the league. And uh, I would I would go with I would go with Jameis and uh, try to I mean if if um, 
if the Ole Miss quarterback is available, which I don't think he will be. Matt Corral? I would definitely, Matt Corral, I, I mean, Matt Corral just looks like a Drew Brees to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I, would, I would go for that. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe you could keep them both. I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, for a year. I have Jameis yeah. as a starter, and then or the, or the pit quarterback. I was at the Senior Bowl. He looked pretty good in practice and in the game. Mm-hmm. And in the game, not quite Corral, but that that would be a good guy to uh, take. He, he'll you got Saints have a better chance of getting him than Corral. Yeah, Kenny Pickett, right? Yep, yep. No, and look, I'm, look I'm, it's interesting. Are they going with a long term uh, 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 signal caller that's got uh, veteran experience? Uh, will they will they get with a guy like a like a Jameis? Can they sign him for a one or two year deal coming off the knee injury and maybe draft a quarterback and, and, and allow them to, that that quarterback to be groomed and then there's a bridge there from one to the other? Uh, I think we're going to find out within the coming weeks because look, we know what they do, right? Uh, they fill holes with free agency and and then then they take the best available player in the draft and free agency. What is it, March sixteenth? So it's not that far away. Yeah, and I think it's uh, you know it's amazing. I mean. They, they got Jameis at a bargain price yes. previously, and you know they might be able to get him at another bargain price because of his injury. But you know the other teams that want him may drive that up. So yep, that's that's the, the thing. Case, in the best case, you draft a good quarterback in the first round and keep Jameis, and uh, and then see where you are after next season. Yep, no doubt. Heading out to the Mardi Gras this weekend, my man. Uh. Got some friends in town, and we're going to go to uh, Spanish Town here in uh, Baton Rouge on Saturday. Right. And we may go to a, a New Orleans parade on on Sunday, but the same group's coming back in for the Jazz Fest. We're already making our line. Yeah, you're right. For the Jazz Fest, that second Saturday, Stevie Nicks, and, yeah, uh, Melissa Etheridge, Willie Nelson, yes. and Jimmy Buffett on the second Sunday. So I've never seen Willie Nelson, so. It's looking cool, looking like a great You're program. giving me chills, dude. And you're giving me chills. I mean, again, just to have to have the Jazz Fest back, Mardi Gras back, New Orleans is back. It's awesome, yeah. Yep, no doubt. Always appreciate your time. Tell the folks, we'll figure out the social media, but tell the folks again what you got coming up for us on OutKick. Don't go to what's on LSU Beat Tweet right now, man. That's an imposter. Um, okay. But, uh, on, on, uh, on Facebook in the morning and on OutKick.com, have a cool feature on uh, the new – uh, offensive coordinator at LSU, Dan Brock, who he was talking about how they thought they had Joe Burrow back in mm-hmm. 2018. They thought they had him. That's what I'm kind of writing about. Joe said, oh, no, look, don't worry about it. I'm just going down there for the weekend. See ya. So that's going to be out in the morning. Sounds good. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate your time. We'll talk next week. Uh, uh, up until then, happy Mardi Gras to you. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. You got it. There you go. Uh, that's uh, Glenn Gilbo. Outkick.com. Joining us on the program. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a new system for your home or your business, all I'm asking you to do is this, okay? Have Burkhardt give you a price. Call them up. Have them sit down with you. Give them a price. Give, let them show you, again, what they can do for you, the customer. And then you make your decision based on, again, price, uh, you know, service after the sale, whatever you're going to do. But I'm telling you right now, you'll be impressed. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Ask about the new systems and, again, how they're working in, in your particular situation. And remember, everything is built in-house when it comes to Burkhardt Air Conditioning, your ductwork, everything. Uh, they're master craft when it comes to air conditioning heating systems. Again, if you're looking for a new system, think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. 
Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one size fits all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Delays are solid if you're traveling along 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway to Veterans, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to Canal, and delays are solid on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. If you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are heavy from Veterans to the 10610 merge. If delays are steady, if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, delays are solid if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also, look out for delays that are solid on the 310 going on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, causeway I-10 in Metairie. 
The Tour de Lee is a bike ride through Fountain Blue State Park in Mandeville benefiting the Cancer Association of America. Many ride in honor of or in memory of those battling cancer. For more information on how you can be a part of Tour de Lee, visit tourdelee.org. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, also Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and uh, uh, of course, uh, don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery, and uh, right down the block, 411 Bourbon Street, I've been telling you about it forever, you're going to be down in the quarter now for the, for, for the uh, Mardi Gras holiday, stop by Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors, I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, uh, uh, first of all, Asian Creole cuisine that is that is exceptional, and then then the uh, the cocktails. Uh, uh, the, some of the best mixologists in all of New Orleans work for the Oceanic uh, Restaurant Group, and uh, they are putting out incredible cocktails. And then, of course, you can experience again a, uh, the, the Bourbon Street uh, Courtyard. Uh, we're going to an authentic French Quarter courtyard where you can dine in, have a few cocktails. Uh, also, again, their Bourbon Street balcony, and then the one and only Bourbon Street rooftop bar. You've never seen the sight lines of the city uh, of, from, from that from that uh, view of then that Bourbon Street rooftop bar. It's an incredible sight, uh, and, and again, just a great place to be able to unwind, grab a bite to eat, uh, you know, grab some cocktails, especially during this Mardi Gras season. Uh, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Mambonola.com is the website if you want to check it out. Uh, and then when you finish up at, at Mambo's, right next door is the hideout bar. Live music for you, courtyard setting, and a beautiful, again, like 300-year-old building, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, you, you can get some small bites to eat as well there, and, of course, great cocktails. So, again, uh, if you're heading down to the quarter for the uh, Mardi Gras celebration, think about the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's on Bourbon Street, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant on Veterans in Metairie. All right. Um, Let's head to the guest line now. Joining us in the program, they had a great article this morning in the New Orleans Times, Picayune, NOLA.com, and The Advocate. And, of course, he also uh, uh, is part of the Fox 8 sports team as well. Uh, my good friend Jeff Duncan joins us on the program. Jeff, how are you, bud? Eric, I'm doing good, man. Happy Mardi Gras. How you doing, buddy? Ha- Happy Mardi Gras. Doesn't it feel great, Jeff, to have it back? Yeah. it's uh, And I'm glad we're getting some good weather. Remember the last few years, yeah. it's been kind of ugly. So it's nice, nice change. Yeah, no doubt. Jeff, uh, for those that haven't had a chance to check out the paper online so far today, I thought you, re- you really uh, 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 hit a chord this morning with, with, again, your article about Zion Williamson, where you feel like it, it's over. Again, at this point, again, uh, that, uh, that he'll never be in a, in a Pelican uniform. Again, if you would, kind of expound on your thoughts. Well, let me clarify that a little bit. I think he could be in a uniform again, but okay. I don't think it's going to be long term. In other okay. words, I think they might want to get him back on the court at some point uh, to increase his trade value, uh, to show he's healthy, uh, and then um, try to move him at some point. So I, I'm not saying it's, you know he'll never play for them again, because but I think long term, uh, I'll be surprised if if he signs a long term extension here with the organization. I just think this is a the beginning of the end, and I think the tipping point was this week where everything kind of. Um, kind of blew up on, on right. Zion and his camp. And I think it's clear – we need to make it clear to, to fans here, this is a complicated situation. It's not necessarily just Zion Williamson here. He's got a lot of people no. in his camp. There's a lot of a lot of people pulling at the kid. He's 21, uh, and, you know, there's just, it's a co- more complicated situation than just one player in the organization. 
I'm glad you said that because Christian Clark's article this morning was also eye-opening where he talked about the fact that his, that, that his, his father-in-law, I'm sorry, his, his stepfather is, is his personal trainer. Jeff, I, 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 I literally, the phone almost fell out of my hand when I read that. I, had not, I had, did not know that. I knew that, again, that he was, he was controlling a lot of things that were going on with Zion, but I had no idea that, again, he was involved in the personal training aspect of it. Yeah, well, it's him and, and another trainer, so it's a couple of guys. But, I mean, Lee Anderson's been Zion's uh, coach and confidant um, for a long time, all the way back to, like, junior high school before Zion became Zion. Lee Anderson, who was a successful AAU coach in North Carolina, played college basketball. Uh, he's kind of brought Zion along on this journey, and he's very much uh, ingrained in that inner circle and someone that is um, heavily involved in managing managing Zion Williamson's affairs. Uh, he's definitely a key figure in his uh, everything about Zion Williamson. The silence has been the biggest part, uh, again, um, Supposedly, on, on, he went on Instagram today and said he doesn't know why everyone thinks he's, he's leaving New Orleans. I'm not leaving. Everyone uh, there, everyone that knows me knows I love the city of New Orleans. I'll be back soon in due time. Your, just, just your reaction to that. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I didn't see that. I'm not sure that's even accurate, is it? Do we know that's Zion Williams? I, sure? I, again, I, I checked what it, supposedly it's supposed to be legit. Now, whether it is or not up to this point, it'd be interesting to see, but if it, if it is accurate and it is legit, well, then, that, again, that's the first time we've heard from Zion. I know that he posted a couple things about um, uh, about about his uh, teammates, which was a first over the last couple of days. And this is on someone else's Instagram post where it was, where it was put out there. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's, that's accurate. I, you don't think I'm it's not legit? It's not, but, yeah, I, I don't think so. No, I'd be surprised. I mean, maybe it is. Okay. I don't want to comment on it because I don't know. It's that's fine. But that's been, that's been the issue, hasn't it been? I mean, again, we have not heard from him uh, in, in, uh, in all this time. That's been really part of the issue from, again, uh, just the, the, the radio silence that we've gotten uh, really, really since, since uh, media day. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I think he feels just very much ostracized. I'm sure he's frustrated by the whole situation. Uh, and, look, I know the organization's tried to get him to talk, so it's not like uh, the organization's failed here. Uh, it, it's just he doesn't feel comfortable doing it. And uh, I, I think he feels like, hey, there's nothing to say right now. There's no update. We've had setbacks. So he releases a statement. Mm-hmm. It's just a very confusing situation. I think it's frustrating for everybody involved. His camp, I think it's frustrating for the Pelicans. I know it is for, for the fans who have yes. been kind of stuck here ever since he came on board. It feels like we've never really had the full Zion experience. And now everybody sees this uh, potential divorce happening. And it's just a reprise of the Chris Paul, Anthony Davis uh, sagas all over again. I think it's very frustrating for basketball fans. No, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I think we're all frustrated by it. You know, 85 games in three years, and 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 this year, of course, not even you know, just totally out of the picture. Which again, and then and then of course, this all tipped off with um, with last weekend at the at the All Star game with the CJ McCollum uh, uh, the interview with with Kenny Smith and, and the TNT crew saying he hadn't heard from Zion since then. They they communicated, uh, and then I thought CJ said today he kind of kind of backed the media off a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, and I expected that. I mean, that's what he's going to do. He's going to take up for his teammate. He's a veteran guy. I think I think if you're a Pelicans fan, the best hope you have right now in, in salvaging this situation is C.J. McCollum, the president of the Players Association, a veteran guy, 
well-respected throughout the league. The Pelicans really haven't had a guy like that here since Zion's been here. And I think with Willie Green now coaching, uh, maybe you get Zion back here, get him back in, in, in under the you know the roof of the Pelicans' operations, and you let C.J. McCollum and Willie Green kind of work on him, and maybe they can get this thing turned around because I, I think they're the best hope that the Pelicans have right now because it's 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 very much uh, I think reached an impasse between both sides. Do you think they will offer the max this summer? I think it's up in the air. I don't think they've made a decision on it yet. And I think at one time that was a no-brainer. But I think mm-hmm. right now uh, it's definitely not a no-brainer. 23 games left. Um, again, uh, uh, two games out of, the, out of the 12th spot. If you had to handicap this, um, the chances of making the uh, play-in, game, play-in tournament. Yeah, I think they're up against it, Eric. I mean, look at the schedule coming up. Uh, you know, they they got Phoenix and the Lakers on the road, and I know they're going to be down a little bit, but uh, losing four of six at home during that homestand I think was devastating. Uh, San Antonio is kind of on a different trajectory. They're going the other way. So I, I think they're going to be very fortunate if they can get in that 10th seed. And even if they get it, you know, I've always felt this way. Uh, what are we doing here? I mean, we're supposed to be excited about getting the 10 seed, uh, you know, 10 True. games under 500. And, right, right. And that's the goal. I mean, that's, I mean, there's 10 teams out of 15 make the playoffs. That, that, you got to have higher expectations than that. And I realize it's a good thing to get in, but uh, we've got to do better than that if we, if we want to make basketball work here, especially with the talent on this roster. And, and, and Zion's the missing piece. I mean, they got to yes, figure out that part of it. If they get him back, uh, you know, next year, You've got a, a real shot at making this work, but everything I'm hearing right now, that's that's just not going to happen. See, the issue is though now if you don't ma- if you don't make the um, uh, if you don't make the the the, the, the playing game, and let's say you can't make a little noise there, right? Uh, your your first round pick this year is only one through five protected, and then it's off to either uh, you know um, uh, it, it, it's it's going to be part of the C.J. McCollum deal, it's going to be part of the Deontay Graham deal, and, and the chances of again being one through five uh, is minimal. Okay, uh, you know you have to get lucky again, and then then you're in a situation where you're not adding another quality player, even though again they got a lot of young players on this roster already, but add, not a chance to add another quality player that isn't going to be inexpensive for you for a few years, especially if ultimately. You're, you're going to move away from Zion this summer and be able to make a deal. Yeah, and, and look, I don't know if that's – I don't know if moving Zion this summer is what you'd be doing. I think it might be more likely you get him back on the court next year, have him play for a while, and move him at the trade, trade mm-hmm. deadline next year. Right. Uh, that seems like that would be the best opportunity to do it. But um, I don't think you worry about where your draft placing is right now. I mean, I think you, you try and get in if you can. Uh, you, you worry about your draft placing later on. Uh, you you got to try to create some momentum here organizationally with the fan base, give some optimism. But uh, they've got, obviously, to figure out the Zion piece of the puzzle because they built the entire thing the last three years around him, and now it's come to a crisis. Agreed. Let's shift gears to the Saints. Coaching staff is complete. Co-defensive coordinators, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's that's the way they were leaning for a long time now. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. I, I, matter of fact, I, I know it's not a big deal. It's really just a title. I mean, the defensive coordinator sure. is Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen's coordinating this defense. He's going to call the plays. Uh, these This is an opportunity to promote a couple of guys, give them a better title, give them some more money. 
and two guys that's certainly are worthy of it. Um, so I, I really don't think we're even going to understand uh, a difference or see a difference in, in the defensive staff once the season starts. Jeff, was there is there a backstory on why Pete Carmichael was hesitant to take the job as the offensive coordinator, or is that even a real story that was put out there? Well, yeah, it was definitely true. I mean, he definitely was, I think, interested in taking a little bit of a step back. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, no one's talked to Pete. Uh, he has not been made available by the organization. But I don't think it's a big deal either. Uh, you know, he, I think he's fine being the coordinator. Uh, they've got a veteran staff around him with you know, Doug Marone coming in, uh, a guy that's very well thought of. I think Zach Streets can end up being a, a key part of this in the running game. Uh, so I, I don't think it's his biggest story as a lot of people have made it out to be. Uh, you know, I think he wanted – uh, probably a, a lower profile position because that job's a different job without Steve, uh, without Sean Payton as right. on the staff. I mean, Sean Payton sure. is the offensive coordinator when he's here, not not the offensive coordinator title. And now that person's going to be the offensive coordinator along with the running game uh, coordinator, and, and Ronald Curry is going to be in charge of the passing game. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit of different makeup. So I think the biggest issue now without Sean Payton in the mix is. What does that mean for quarterback prospects and, and, and future ability to lure top free agents right. here without Sean Payton? Do people view this organization the same way they did without Sean? I think that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to keep winning. I mean, that's the that's the issue. Which leads me to my to my next question: Can you handicap who you think may be the next quarterback of the New Orleans Saints for us? No, I think it's way too early to know that. Uh, you know, I think they're right now going through those personnel decisions, trying to figure all that out. We don't know even know who's going to be available. You know, what teams are going to uh, potentially make trades, uh, who's going to franchise tag other players. I mean, it's just so early in the process. Uh, I think you'd just be throwing a dart against the board. UNO. Um, 16 and nine, nine and one uh, in the Southland first place. They're going to get that first place by uh, uh, Coach Les, all-time winningest coach at UNO. Talk about this season for the Privateers. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, Eric. I mean, like they were kind of fiddling around around 500 there for a while, and then the team gelled. I think they they missed some games because of COVID, and it it really hurt their gelling process. Uh, back in December, and they've just come together at just the right time, and they've dominated the Southland. Now, I think this game they've got coming up in a, about a week and a half down at Nichols is going to be a huge game for them uh, on the road at Thibodeau. Uh, that'll be fun to watch, but Sless has done an amazing job. You know, they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of resources there, and he knows that, and Tim Duncan knows it. And to be able to win at that level in that conference uh, the way they are right now, it's uh, pretty impressive, and and he's just he's a better man than he is a coach, and he's a he's a heck of a coach, yes. and he's got a great staff, and they've got really good guards. They've got just enough size uh, to give some people some some trouble. I, I like their chances to get back to the tournament, especially if they get that double buy in the conference yep. tournament. No doubt. Tulane uh, Southeastern tonight here on, on 106.1 FM. Tulane 12 and 12, 9 and 6. They lost to Houston last night, uh, but again, the folks are coming out to see Tulane basketball again. Man, that was a great environment there last night. Uh, it it kind of made the hair stand up on your neck there in, early in the game and the crowd. I felt like I was at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I mean, the students were right behind right. me on press row. They were breathing down our neck, and Houston was rattled. And that's a good team they lost to last night. Houston's a top-ten team. I know they're not ranked in the top ten, but 
I wouldn't be shocked to see them make it back to the Final Four. They're they're very good, very well coached. But I have to say, I was really impressed with Ron Hunter, what he's doing there. I mean, they've got some players now, Eric. I yeah. mean, they, they start three freshmen and two sophomores, and they've they won nine games in that conference. Yeah, and, and the kid, the point guard, Jalen Cook from Walker, I don't know what happened at LSU, how he how he ended up hmm. leaving LSU, but he's better than any guard on LSU's team right now. Uh, they could use him. They and, definitely. Uh, he's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy you build. You can build around. If they are able to go out in the next year or two and bring in a little bit of size uh, to go with the with the swing men and the guards they got, they're going to be a contender in that conference. And it's fun to see college basketball getting yep. back uh, relevant again at, at these. Yes, local you schools. and I love it. We love it. Yeah. And again, you come from you oh. come from college, a, a place where college basketball is revered. Yeah, and last night, I mean, there were people all. I saw all kinds of business people there in town. I mean, there was. I talked to Luther Strange, you know, former senator from Alabama, who played at Tulane. He was in from Birmingham for the game, and uh, uh, it was a it was a scene. And that's going to continue to happen. I mean, I think the mm-hmm. biggest problem Ron Hunter is going to have. There's two problems I see at Tulane basketball right now. One is keeping these these young players that are talented to stay there. And I think they will because Ron Hunter has a great culture. But the other Mm -hmm. thing is Troy Dan is going to have to ward off some of these SEC schools from coming after Ron Hunter, in particular Mm -hmm. University of Georgia. Because I guarantee you it's already starting to chatter around Georgia going after Ron Hunter if something Mm -hmm. happens with Tom Crean. So that's, that's, I guess, the life you live at, at, at Tulane. Uh, it's always been a stepping stone job. There's no doubt about it. Jeff, appreciate the time. Happy Mardi Gras to you. Tell the folks about what you got coming up for us uh, on NOLA.com, the Times Picayune, and our folks can follow you on social media. Well, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. I'm going to be marching in Hermes with uh, the Team Gleason group. So I'll be with Steve Gleason and awesome. Uh, hopefully write a great Mardi Gras column for the weekend about uh, that experience. I think it's going to be pretty special. Yeah, I think it will be as well. Happy Mardi Gras and, and enjoy the festivities, and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. All right, Eric. Thanks a lot, buddy. Have a great weekend. Take care. You too, bud. At Jeff underscore Duncan if you want to follow him on Twitter. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. you got a problem with the system, even through the Mardi Gras holiday. They'll be out. they got guys that are on, on uh, call that will be to you quickly, get you up and running. Uh, again, don't, don't get frustrated. All you got to do is remember acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program. Brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. All are open throughout the Mardi Gras season. Seven days a week, open late for you. Open late. And, of course, whether it's cocktails, whether it's a great meal, whether appetizers, whatever you want to do, get out there and enjoy a great meal over the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. 
At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory, open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. I have grown up in New Orleans. I have never really been anywhere else but New Orleans. Bill Noto has been part of the jewelry scene here in New Orleans for three decades. He thought he'd seen it all until he came to Diamonds Direct. First thing that blew my mind was the prices of diamonds. And I said, there's no way you can sell this diamond at this price. But Bill soon learned the prices were correct, and he had to join the Diamonds Direct team. As a jeweler for 36 years and been in New Orleans for this long, I'm amazed by the prices that we have. But it's about more than price for Bill. It's about having a selection up to 30 times a typical jeweler, the strongest warranties, higher quality, and an authentic relationship with customers. At Diamonds Direct, we educate. We teach customers what you're buying and how you're buying it. I'm able to really get immersed with the customer and to make them happy. So take it from a local jeweler and see for yourself what Diamonds Direct is all about. Diamonds Direct is the best thing that's ever happened to New Orleans. On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. Are you in the market for a new job? Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Attend Cumulus Media's virtual job fair going on now. See open positions at Los Efes Grill, GT Automotive, Silver Slipper Casino, Priority Healthcare, Antoine Bakery, Rizzuto's, Rapid Urgent Care, and the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Go to NashFM1061.com and click on Cumulus New Orleans Job Fair. Just let the music roll, Rudy. All right, welcome back. I want to thank Gary Smith. I want to thank Mike Scarborough. I want to thank Glenn Gilbo. I want to thank Jeff Duncan. I think that Rudy's done an outstanding job with the music over the last few days leading into the Mardi Gras holiday. Thank you, Rudy, for producing the program. Uh, I want to thank all of our great sponsors. Sponsor our show. Go to ericasher.com. Slide to the sponsors to sponsor our program. And as always, thank you for supporting those sponsors. Uh, just click on the icon. Take your right to the sponsors. And then, of course, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. When I tell you Jordy Collada just blew me away today, Jordy Collada is my guest. Check us out coming up in about a minute and a half on uh, on WLE TV. 
and of course uh, all the rebroadcast you know them by now and of course being up on our social media platforms as well uh coming up after us going to be the life for resources bottom line sports hour with michael green and ken trahan and then an eight o'clock tip-off for uno and southeastern right here on 106.1 get out there and enjoy the mardi gras we'll do it all over again tomorrow for the william grant family stores friday extravaganza i'm eric asher thanks so much for listening and as always, we appreciate you guys, whether you're listening on the stream, you're listening on, on, so on our social media platforms, or again, uh, on the digital platforms as well. And of course, right here on 106.1 FM. Till tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock, my name is Eric Asher. From the dog kitchen to the governor, you know it includes the mayor. They all got to go. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports.